This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. The Canadian Council of the Blind will be hosting a sports and recreation weekend in Atlantic Canada. It takes place in May on Prince Edward Island. Community reporter Natalie Fougere has some more information. Hey, good morning, Natalie. Nice to chat with you this morning. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, everyone. It's so good to be here as well. Uh, Natalie, these sports and recreation weekends, why are they such a big deal for the community? Well, I will say that for many of uh, us in Atlantic Canada, the CCB members, the sports weekend is really one of the highlights of the year because there's so many different things. First of all, we have the chance to see some uh, some people that we've seen through the years that we've met through the, the council because we're a very like close group within Atlantic Canada, um, especially like some people that used to go to uh, like the school for the blind years ago and that like uh, that they're able to see their, their you know, their former classmates. And um, some of us uh, who have been around in more he- recent years, uh, we're also able to meet a lot of people. We, ha- we also uh, have the chance to meet new people from uh, different regions and also do a good variety of um, different activity. I tell you, it's like a nonstop weekend. Mm. Well, what, what are some of your favorite memories? I can tell that you've been a pretty regular attendee of these, uh, these events. Yes. Uh, so some of my favorite memories, there is one event on Friday night that's called the CCB Idol. So it gives the opportunity to people who have like a musical talent or it can be a, a poem or a, a story that they want to read. Oh, um, so <laughs> a I, talent so show. Anything. I love it. <laughs> yes, it is. And there's actually like judges that are there that, you know, that are chosen and there's like a, a like on sunday when we have banquet and prizes there's like uh like a couple of prizes for the highest uh, the 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 better but everybody is still like equal like we all have a great time a wonderful time and uh, i i also really enjoy um i i do enjoy like the bowling we have a bowling on set on saturday morning and also the uh, we have a dance on saturday night so it's not just about the sports there's a lot of wonderful leisure activities as well it you're doing a pretty good sales pitch here natalie I, i'm getting kind of excited here may 17th to 19th in summerside pei what's the registration process like 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 i'm not a member of the ccb nor am i in atlantic canada would i be allowed to register um so uh, with people who are uh, so i do believe that the way it works is um especially for like people that are in the Atlantic Canada, there is that if you're part of a chapter, usually the CCB chapters do have the registrations. Like, for example, I'm in, here in Moncton, so uh, I, I did receive the registration uh, materials. So I'm, I'm, we're going to make sure that our members that want to go are registered. But there's also a way of doing it as a, an independent member. People can also join as independent members and uh, it can reach out to the uh, the organizers like for the, every step of the process. 
but uh, there's uh, there's always uh, different ways to uh, to register. We can and we're we're hoping for having a, a good turnout this year. That's outstanding. So I'm going to give the website here if folks want to learn a little bit more about this one. I think you did a really nice job. May 17th to 19th in in British Columbia, like in Prince Edward Island. That's a that's a nice that's a nice time to be on the island. So I think you may have perked a couple eardrums here this morning, Natalie. So ccbnational.net, ccbnational.net to uh, learn a little bit more information on that one. Okay, so that's Prince Edward Island, but a little closer to home for you in Moncton, New Brunswick. The YMCA is proving to be a great place for folks to gather. Natalie, I'll tell you, the, I used to be a member of a YMCA in Montreal. It was way more than just a gym. I, I loved being a member at the YMCA. What kind of experiences have you had with the locations in Moncton? So I've been at the YMCA. I've been a member for quite a few years now. And um at first, my first impression was, okay, cool, there's a gym, there's a pool. But as I was going, because I do a regular morning routine with a friend of mine who lives in my building, and um, I I do like a certain workout, uh, like a, doing a little bit of cardio at the gym. I also have the opportunity to go in the uh, therapy pool, which is a little, not quite as hot as the hot tub, but it's still very warm water. And it's very rare, the gyms, the, the places, I mean, that have that type of pool. And I, I really, really love it because I have the chance to um, play with the, uh, well, to, to do a few exercises with the uh, water weights. So that's very fun. Uh, but outside of that is that I have the opportunity every morning that I go to meet some of the same people yeah. and we have the chance to talk and it's just a wonderful, it's almost like a family. I feel like I'm part of a family. And um, there's also like different classes and even rooms that we can gather in. I, I'm part of a group called uh, Friends with Abilities. Every second Saturday, we meet a little group of people with uh, different disabilities. And the YMCA uh, allowed us to uh, allows us to meet up as well. So they're, they're doing a great job over there as well. Yeah, Natalie, what you're describing sounds very similar to my experience. Yes, the gym was excellent. Yes, the pool was excellent. Yes, the sauna was excellent. Like, I loved all these things. But when you talk about being around some of the same people, it's probably one of the only times that I've been a member of a gym where it actually felt like community. Like, when you would walk in in the morning, you would shake hands with a million different people and give a bunch of different high fives. And, and like, there was a real sense of community inside the walls of the gym. Yes, there definitely is. That's why I love being a member. So, And it's very accessible. People are always willing to help yeah. when we need. Uh, speaking of some other positives around the YMCA, I uh, I remember when I was there as a student, there were a couple student discounts available. What are some of the other benefits that might be available in terms of affordability? So being a person that has a low income myself, what I find that's very beneficial is that there's a subsidy program. So every time that a person wants to become a member can take the form and then they they uh, ask for um, proof of income and just a couple of things and um, the, that the, uh, the rate can be a lot cheaper so that it includes a lot more people that can go. 
I'm going to give the email address here for folks that they do want to learn a little bit more about the YMCA's in the Moncton area. But uh, don't forget, no matter where you are in the country, there's a lot of really excellent programming going on at different YMCA's. So Natalie's got a positive thing to say about the Moncton locations. I've got nice things to say about Montreal. And I bet in your neck of the woods, there's some good stuff too. So info at ymcamoncton.ca. Info at ymcamoncton.ca. Okay, let's get to one more more thing, uh, Natalie, you're really speaking my language today, by the way, like you're really talking about sports and recreation, talking about the YMCA, and now you want to talk about the movie theater, specifically accessibility at Cineplex theaters, and I've got a lot of nice things to say about Cineplex theaters as well. What's been your experience with some of the accessibility features on offer? Uh, well, I've been a, a regular movie goer myself. Uh, I find that, uh, first of all, it's great that they accept the access to entertainment card. So if I bring someone with me, uh, they're able to go in for free uh, with me at the movies. Uh, and also they have, I know with the, the scene card, there's some great, um, there, there's some great uh, ways to save. Like for example, I'm a cine club member, so I get a free movie every month. And with the free movie, I because of my access to entertainment card, I'm able to, uh, to bring someone in with me for free. So fi financially it can be very accessible. It also, um, uh, they also have uh, great devices uh, that can help. There's one with the closed captioning for people who um, have uh, who are uh, hard of hearing, but there's also the uh, described video. It's called the Fidelio DVI described video, and it's a little bit just a small device uh, hooked up to a pair of headphones. And um, while people are watching the screen, I can listen to everything that's going on in the movies to the description that's going on. So I, I found, I find in the last few years since they have the described video, I realized like so much more that I'm gaining out of the movie. Natalie, what's been your strategy in terms of making sure that device is available to you? Because that's if, if, I were to, if I was to offer one little critique or one little criticism, I have heard that from a few members of the blind and low vision community, that sometimes it can be a little bit of a hassle getting that device. What's your strategy been? Because it sounds like you've had a lot of success with your local location in Moncton. I have had a lot of success, but I must say, Dave, that it's not... Uh, it, it's... Um, it, I'm totally with the people that have challenges as well because sometimes some of the staff are not always sure how it works if it's new people. And um, it, I have to, every time that I go to a movie, I ask for the device. I have to say that some staff, though, I have to say is so exceptional. They'll get the device for me like right away. <laughs> they know me, some of the staff. But the, there's other people that I have to really describe specifically what it is. And I will say that sometimes it does not always work. So that's a bit of a criticism as well on my part. But I got to say that probably seven or eight out of 10 uh, that they'll get something working for me. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a quibble. It's a criticism. It's an important one. But in the aggregate, Cineplex does a lot of really, really good work. Like, like I, I am very comfortable saying that on air from an editorial position. In the aggregate, they do a really, really good job. Natalie, one question on the way out here. What do you put on your popcorn? The real butter, layered butter, that's the best way to go. <laughs> Natalie, you and I are on the same page today. Uh, two kernels in a pod. Uh, Natalie, have a lovely day. Talk to you soon. 
You as well. Talk soon. That's community reporter Natalie Fougere. Don't forget, if you want to learn more about Cineplex and uh, the Cineclub a membership program, cineplex.com slash cineclub. Cineplex.com slash cineclub. Coming up in 60 seconds, Alex Smythe has the weather story of the day. But first, here is Canadian press reporter Karen Rebo with your morning business minute. Canada's main stock index eked out a small gain in trading yesterday while U.S. markets rose ahead of today's release of the latest American inflation data. Toronto's TSX index crept 18 points higher to close at 20,989. New York's Dow Jones average gained 170 points and the Nasdaq added 111. In Tokyo this morning, the Nikkei index surged 608 points and our dollar is trading overseas this morning at 74.7. Since U.S. Google says it has laid off hundreds of employees working on its hardware, voice assistants, and engineering teams as part of global cost-cutting measures. In a statement released early today, the company said the moves were made as Google aims for responsibly investing in our company's biggest priorities. The company is currently locked in a fierce rivalry with Microsoft as both firms strive to lead in the AI domain. From the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Karen Rebo. Thank you very much, Karen. Let's turn to Alex Smythe for the weather story of the day. Alex, there's a storm brewing in Ontario. Yeah, Dave, not just one storm, but multiple storms, because <laughs> starting today, if you look outside your window, you may be seeing that there are a few flakes falling. That is the first of a back-to-back -back system that Ontario and specifically most of Southern Ontario are going to experience starting today into the end of the weekend and possibly even into early next week. So this first system, it's a weak Midwest clipper coming up from the US. You're only going to be expecting to get around five centimeters maximum. You could even see less than that depending on your location. But it's once this system moves out to Tomorrow, that you're, the real impact is going to be felt because starting Friday, specifically Friday afternoon into the evening, roughly around where the evening commute home is going to take place, that's when this next system arrives. And with it, you could see upwards of 25 centimeters of snowfall when all is said and done. Uh, so there's going to be a bit of a different story for those around Lake Ontario, Lake Erie, like we are in, in Toronto, Hamilton, uh, you know, those areas. It may be less snow, but it may be a bit of a mix of rain as well. So even rougher conditions because you're gonna have that mix of snow and rain. Along with the, the moisture, you're also going to get strong winds because there's going to be gusts up to 70 kilometers per hour predicted. So it's going to be very rough on that commute home. Even uh, concerns around whiteout conditions are possible. Uh, the, the heaviest snowfall will take place Friday overnight and into Saturday. So it's if you are planning to be out Friday night, take precaution, have flexible plans because uh, things may shift uh, really quickly. And then along with those heavy snowfalls and, and heavy winds come frigid temperatures because in Ottawa on the weekend, you could foresee highs around minus 11. Oh, that's the, in Ottawa, no, it's minus 11 in Ottawa. That's no big deal. No, but this is the coldest that we've had so far this year in the season, Toronto minus 13 as a high. 
this is just kind of the start of the winter season. Obviously, we're not comparing it to the Prairies Day, where you <laughs> yeah. can see with wind chill up to minus 50. Yeah. We're, not getting, we're not getting there. Yeah. But this is the coldest it's been in Ontario so far. I know you, <laughs> Ottawa uh, residents are, are used to more, but when you haven't had it for a year, yeah. it can be I'll, a bit of a shock. To I'll, I'll grant you that. Minus 13 and 25 centimeters of snow. Toronto's going to call in the army. I, I can already sense it. <laughs> Alex, thank you for this. Yeah, not a problem. Dude. That's Alex Smythe with the weather story of the day. Coming up next, how's your wallet looking after the holidays? Aaron Broverman has some suggestions on uh, what to do to overcome the holiday financial hangover. This is now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.